0: Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. Jamie Eads joining you as I do each and every week. This is episode 116. I hope everybody's having a great week out there. Uh, This episode is publishing and going live on Veterans Day of the year 2020. Uh, So I want to take a moment to personally thank each and every single member of our armed services, whether you are active duty, reserve duty, or retired, uh, or if you just served one tour, I want to thank you for your service to this country. Uh, I think it's amazing what you men and women do for all of us to allow us to have uh, the freedoms that we enjoy so dearly. In this country so happy Veterans Day uh, we have a great episode today I am going to be joined by a retired veteran uh, he was our guest back uh, a year and a half or so ago uh, and he's got some exciting new stuff coming uh, that we talked to him about but I'm going to be joined again today by the great Joe McCarthy right after this message from our sponsor Los Cabo drumsticks. The best-kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC-certified wood from Canada and the U.S., Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red Hickory comes from the center, or heart, of the Hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than White Hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned Red Hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of Red Hickory Drumsticks. To learn more about Los Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at loscabosdrumsticks.com Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And don't forget to ask for Lost Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Lost Cabos Drumsticks. All right, guys and girls. As I mentioned, we're going to be joined by Joe McCarthy here in just a moment. Uh, Of course, Joe joined us. I, I want to say it's just over a year ago. Maybe it's exactly a year ago. I can't remember, but... We had a great conversation with him. Joe retired from the Navy and he was the principal percussionist at the U.S. Naval Academy and and played with the Navy Big Band and all these different things. He's also uh, the drummer of uh, and the leader of the New York uh, Afro Bop Big Band, uh, Afro Bop Alliance Big Band. Let me get that right. Um, And they have just been incredible. Uh, For many, many years, they won a Latin Grammy. Uh, Joe is just, he is a great drummer, a great dude, Um, you know, got his master's in uh, performance from the University of North Texas. Just a great drummer, great musician with tons and tons of experience. And he has a new educational program Uh, that he is rolling out, and I was very honored and pleased that he chose the Drum Shuffle podcast to come on and kind of unveil it to the world. So uh, if you listen all the way through, you have a chance to win uh, uh, some lessons from Joe uh, in this interview, so make sure you listen very closely. But please help me welcome back to the Drum Shuffle podcast, the great Joe McCarthy. Hey, good morning, Joe. How's it going, man? Jamie, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming back on the show. I appreciate it. Uh is uh is everything going okay in the in the COVID era? How are you?
1: Yeah, we're um we're all uh, reinventing ourselves one day at a time.
0: Yeah, isn't that the truth? Um so are you staying fairly busy with, you know, virtual stuff? I mean, obviously I know you know, the, the New York Afro Bop big band, you know, I, I'm assuming you guys are doing nothing right now. But uh, are you are you cutting some tracks? I mean, what, what's going on in your life these days?
1: Well, I um, you know, actually, the, 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 I guess the main thing that's happening with, with, with uh, Afro Bop right now with, with the new record that we just came out with entitled Upwards is, you know, we're doing the Grammy plugs right now. Uh, so we've yeah. been, um, we're in consideration for the, um, the best Latin jazz album of the year. So we've just been, um, you know, that, that, that's basically the main thing that's been going on with Afro Bop is as far as me recording, I'm, um, I, I'm actually involved in a recording project right now with, uh, with an artist, um, from DC actually that just, just sent me the, the music last week. So I'm, that that's one, uh, recording project that I'm involved in. But I, I would say that, you know, other than my own, um, uh, personal practicing it's uh it's been you know almost a hundred percent teaching you know and it's uh probably about uh yeah you know 75 to 80 percent virtual i do have a studio here at the house and um i do have some people that come you know it's a socially distanced thing and and all that stuff and um so that's been that's been a portion of it but um i'm teaching i actually teach at a great place that you know the hopefully our l- listeners will check out it's called the um south florida center of the percussive arts and it's a school in miami and um i i actually teach there four nights a week um teaching uh, middle school and high school kids and, and we have a, a varied program each week and and, and that's been super cool because we, we cover all sorts of different stuff we do drum set we do hand drumming we do rudiments we do reading everything and, and it's an extremely affordable program and um brandon cruz Runs it. Who's a, a, a dear friend of mine? He's he's running a great program there. So so I've been doing that, and then I'm um, I'm teaching um, a jazz improvisation class at a school, and then there's a, a an independent school here around where I live that I'm teaching. So that that's uh, basically what I've been doing.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know when we last talked, um, you know it's it's been about a year, um, you know, and and I think upwards had just you know, hit the streets or was just about to hit the streets. And, you know, you were kind enough to send me an advance copy of it. And I listened to it. And, and if my memory serves me correct, I think I said during that interview, um, you know, we had talked about, you know, uh, Afro Bop winning a Latin Grammy. I said, well, I think you might have a, <laughs> a non-Latin Grammy to add to the collection. And, uh, you know, I just got my email the other day, first round voting for the Grammys has just opened up. So, uh, it's Mm -hmm. good to know that you guys are up for consideration. Um, you know, you'll, you'll certainly get a vote from me on it because it was such a great record. I mean, just fantastic.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's been, um, it was, uh, it, it was a great experience doing that. Um, and you know, the band for, for people that have followed the band, you know, that that's the first record that was recorded in New York compared to our, um, our other uh, Washington DC records and, and, and the band just sounds different. You know, it's just a different vibe in New York and the writing is different. And we featured, you know, a bunch of the guys in the band um, uh, featuring some of their tunes. And then uh, I did some arranging on there with, uh, with my dear friend, Vince Norman. And uh, yeah, so it's a good record. So, you know, if we've got, you know, any of the listeners are, uh, you know, even if they're not uh, Grammy voters, just to check it out, I think they would enjoy it. It's a, it's a,
0: nice record yeah it really is it's a great record and it sounded really good as well i mean it was thank just you. you know primo so uh so congratulations on that that's that's good stuff um thank you man now i you know you're you're gonna have to remind me my memory you, you know i'm i'm kind of like a hamster you know i forget stuff three minutes after somebody tells me but are you still involved with the naval academy band at all or, or have you now fully retired from service
1: yeah. So I, I, I've been retired for, let's see, what year is it now? It is 20. I've been retired for almost six years. I, I retired in 2014 and it's kind of funny cause I was just, um, uh, I was just talking to some of the guys in the band the other day because they're having an audition right now for, uh, sort of for like the position that I held, you know, years ago. But yeah, it's been almost six years and, and it, it's amazing. Um, how time flies because, you know, when I left the band, I, you know, I, I moved pretty quickly out of DC after I, I had retired and then I went on the road for a bit and, um, you know, things have just been sort of moving very quickly and, and it's, uh, it's kind of crazy because this is right around the time of the year that, um, that I had retired. So yeah, yeah, almost six years, I was there for 20 years and, you know,
0: I got you. Now, are are you still um, doing any kind of reserve duty at all or are you fully retired from military service?
1: I'm I'm fully retired. Gotcha. I, I did my I did my 20 years almost to the day. And um and, and then I retired and uh, I was I was on my way with my long hair and never shaving
0: anymore. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> well, again, I know we talked about this in your last interview, but thank you for your service. Uh sincerely, you know, this Um, this will likely air right around Veterans Day. You know, we're recording this, you know, what second week of October. Um, it'll be a couple weeks before this comes out. So I think the timing is is impeccable. So, uh, happy Veterans Day and and thanks for your service, Joe. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. It it
1: was a, that was a, that was a wonderful journey with some, some amazing musicians. We, you know, we made some great recordings, and it was yeah, it it was a great time and, and I was I feel very fortunate to have been in that band. so
0: well, there's only a handful of drummers on earth that can say, "Hey, I played for the President of the United States, and you're <laughs> you're in that fraternity, which is fantastic, you know?
1: hmm.
0: you know, it's just, oh, sure. yeah, it
1: was great. It you know, I can't,
0: I can't say that I ever played for the president of the United States. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, cool. Well, so, you know, I know you've got something new, um, you know, that that's kind of just, I, I guess at the, at the launching stage and I want to talk about it, but, um, you know, you sent me some stuff to, to look at, but you're calling this Joe McCarthy's basic training, um, and I think you're positioning it as, you know, a, a boot camp. You know, the tagline is boot camp for serious drummers. Now, uh, you know, obviously you're a world class educator and have been for many, many years. But, you know, for for somebody... Um, you know, I I served in the, the Army National Guard, so I understand what basic training is, and I would never do that again, right? <laughs> so, yeah, um, good thinking, Joe.
1: Good yeah, thinking, Joe.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that was eight weeks of my life that uh, that was difficult, shall we say. But um, yep. so when you say this, you know, it, it gives me a certain idea. But tell me a little bit about what you're going for here. Is this, you know, you're saying it's a, a boot camp for serious drummers. So I'm assuming it's going to be a holistic type of educational course. Is that fair to say?
1: It is. It is. And I think that, um, you know, it's a very interesting thing because a lot of people have been saying this to me, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, you did this because you were in the Navy and all that stuff. And and I think that I think the the one way that we can Relate it to, you know, any type of of military training, if you will, and and you know, it's you know, other than boot camp, it was you know, strictly music for me when I when I was in the band. But I think that there are, um, you know, when we're learning a musical instrument, if you think about the way that that uh, education has gone, and you know, and even um, you know, with all of this COVID business, you know, and all of this virtual business, you know, we live, we, we live in this world. And, and, and I'm not saying this in a negative way of, you know, it, it's instant gratification and it's uh, instantaneous results, you know, yeah. and um, when we learn how to play a musical instrument, especially an instrument as physical as the drum set, there's no instantaneous anything, you know, <laughs> and, um, and people have so much um, at their fingertips to, to look at and to observe and to, to, you know, sort of get pitched at it's um sometimes we we sort of you know learn uh i mean we lose uh you know sight of what it is that we're really really trying to do and so when we talk about basic training in terms of of my concept for for this whole program basic training is is making sure that before we try and make the big leap we absolutely 100% have to be sure that all of these sort of pillars of what it is that we do as a musician, not just a drummer, but a musician. All all of these pillars are are, are built in stone, and they're strong, and we understand what it is that we need to do. Like even something as as simple as, you know, a drummer that doesn't know how to use their left foot. They can play this vicious groove, but they can't play quarter notes with their hi-hat, you know? So then they're very limited as to what they can do because beyond a certain point that's it you know and so when I think of uh teaching someone how to play the drum set you know if we're lucky enough to have four limbs or however many limbs that we have we also have our voice too our voice is a very very important training tool because how many drummers cannot count when they're playing you know, unless we have a singing drummer, you know, but using your voice for practicing, for marking forms of a tune, for trying to identify, you know, rhythmic uh, issues that we may have in our playing, our voice is actually in certain cases more important than our limbs, you know, because we need to be able to make sure that we can use our voice to train ourselves. So, um, that 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 sector of the you know the basic training aspect of it is is sort of uh, sort of in that vein, but also with basic training, it's um, it, it's going to give me the opportunity to evaluate whoever it is that would be interested in studying with me in, in this way, for me to be able to see what it is that you're doing physically and what you're looking for emotionally and spiritually and, and, and the whole thing behind the drums just to become a better player. And and it doesn't, uh, you don't have to be a professional player. You can be a recreational player. You can, I have, I have students of all ages from very young to to quite old and, you know, it's never too late to learn how to play an instrument. You know, it's like, you know, it's a, if it's something that you're interested in and you're being trained properly, then anyone can play, Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's, that's kind of where we are with this
0: thing. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I think, how do I want to phrase this? You know, for somebody like me, who is, um, you know, I, I'm not a, uh, a phenomenal drummer. Let us put it that way. You know, I, I'm I'm a band guy, right? I can go out and play gigs or or do some some studio sessions, and you know, I'm a groove player kind of thing. You're you're never gonna see me doing what you do in a, in a big band, you know, comping and and improvising and things like that. I'm I'm you know a horrible jazz drummer, but for somebody like me. I use, um, you know, YouTube or Instagram or, or those things, that instant gratification. If I'm trying to learn a cover song and there's some, you know, signature fill that I don't understand what the sticking is or the orchestration is, I will use YouTube for that. But I don't know yep. that that really makes me a better, more complete musician, if that makes any sense. It, it, Absolutely. You know, it, it's a means to the end. And, you know, I certainly don't want to take anything away from anybody that's giving lessons out there, you know, in the virtual realm. We all need to make money during, you know, this shutdown. I I totally understand that. But, you know, I can pay four or five hundred dollars to take lessons from some huge name in the drumming industry. I don't know that that's going to help me land a new gig. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, getting back to what you had just said before about, like, so let, let's take a pop tune, right, what you said, and you wanted to try and learn, for instance, of, of a signature fill, and you were trying to figure out the sticking. So this goes immediately back to the hand-in-hand of the basic training. So in order for drummers to see, you know, what we do is so physical, if, if you don't have... um control of what our language is and of course we're talking about stickings we're talking about orchestrations we're talking about phrasing and all this you, you have to understand what a certain sticking sounds like before you can dissect it you know if someone plays an inverted parallel, you need to know what that sounds like because you physically played it and your ears and your brain have dissected this and they've also You've been able to get this into your system and get this into your ears and you understand what it sounds like. So there's a vocabulary that needs to be internalized before you can play the signature fill. You're not going to play the signature fill with the proper sticking if your ears don't understand what they're listening to. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, sure.
1: So, So this is the key here. So when you're going through you know, the vocabulary of things that you that you really need to do. It's not like, you know, the, the old piano teacher who's hitting you with a switch if you <laughs> miss a D in a C major scale. You know, it's like these are stickings that are going to actually make you a better musician. And when you become comfortable with these stickings and when you can play them in conjunction with your feet in time, by the way, which is a sort of an important thing, then all of a sudden when you listen to other drummers, you're going to be like, I know what that sticking is because I just played it when I was, you know, when I was practicing the other day. So it's, it's very difficult. People go and listen to um, very technical drummers and they want to figure out what it is that they're playing, but their ears are not ready to, um, to sort of decipher what it is that's going on because the language is too complex because they haven't gone through the process of, of learning what it is that, that they're hearing you know? yeah, yeah. And, and this is one of the things that I really want to go after. And, and when I can listen to someone play and listen to what it is that they're looking to do, then we can sort of make a program that, that is, you know, tailored, you know, specifically for what it is that you want to go after. And then once you understand the language behind the type of drumming that you're interested in, then you can actually enjoy yourself. And then you're actually working on something that's relevant to what you want to do, not what the teacher wants you to do, but what you want to do. And then that way you want to go to the drums instead of, oh God, I have to go practice for my lesson or I'm going to get yelled at. You know, that's not why we play music.
0: Well, I I mean, I think so many um, drummers grew up, you know, and, and whatever their lesson plan was when they were beginning players, it was hey, here's stick control, figure it out. You know, here's the, the. the you know what I mean? I, yeah, it, sure. It, it's just, <clears throat> you know, excuse me. I think it's just, it, that's how I was taught. So therefore, that's how I'm going to teach. And All I right. think what you're really talking about is vocabulary. And You know, the the analogy that I try to use with folks um, when they ask me about, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? Who can teach me how to do X or Y or whatever the case may be? You know, you can know a thousand words in the English language and technically you can speak English, right? You're an English speaker, But until your vocabulary has gotten into the, you know, 5,000, 10,000 words, you're not really fluent in the English language. So I think that's what you're really talking about in drumming is, you know, yeah, you know, single strokes, you know, double strokes, you know, paradiddles, whatever the case may be. But until you really understand how all those things work together in a musical context, you're only scratching the surface with your drumming ability. Am I surmising that correctly?
1: Oh, you're you're nailing it. Think about it this way: think about someone who speaks, and then someone who's a poet.
0: Right, okay? right, right.
1: So now, now think about that for a minute. You know, and the other thing that a lot of people really never think about, which astounds me, and I I talk to students about this almost every day: human beings are master improvisers in in the way that we communicate. Okay, so we're improvising right now as we're speaking to one another and we are having no trouble conversing because we understand what the other person is saying. Mm -hmm. So if we can do the same thing on the drums, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So making lucid statements. So because of the um, physical nature of our instrument and getting back to using the voice thing, you think about it. Rhythm section players harpists, percussionists, drummers, piano players, guitar players, bass players, we don't have to use our voices or we don't need air to produce tone. So you think about this. We can play a bazillion notes and we don't have to, to, to wind up again to get another note out of our horn, you know? Right. And this was something that I, I became really, really in tune with when I was directing the Navy Big Band. So when I was directing the band, if I had to speak to somebody in the band who wasn't in the rhythm section about time. Now, if I'm going to talk to a horn player, I have to understand the importance of breathing. These are world-class musicians. And it's like, when you breathe into an instrument, you have to, there's always, um, you, there's a, you have to prep everything that you do. When we strike our instrument, we get an immediate sound. Okay. So as drummers, we're all we have this you know this obsession with playing at 100 miles an hour and just playing a bazillion notes all the time but that's like someone walking up to you in the street and screaming in your face for <laughs> about an hour and a half you know yeah. and and everything that's being played sounds super cool on our drum pad or in our basement but then when you're playing with the band everybody in the band is is looking at you like you're having a seizure or something you know Yeah. So. I think that when people understand how we can take all of the physical stuff of our instrument, which is amazing, and then put it into something that's relevant to the music, now we're getting somewhere, you know? And yes, there are times to play fast. I love to play fast, too, if it makes the music sound better. And if it doesn't make the music sound better, then that means I'm playing for myself, and that means I should stay in the basement.
0: Because yeah. the guys
1: in the band don't give a shit about all that other stuff.
0: <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I do. It,
1: Does that make sense? So, you know, it's like, I think that, you know, getting back to, you know, when we learn how to breathe and we learn how to sort of uh, maintain a very sort of relaxed uh, existence behind the drums and approach it from that way, I, I can almost guarantee, and I'm not saying this in a pitch, I'm saying that people are going to, feel so much more fulfilled when they're playing the drums, you know? So it's like you're actually making music, not just going through stick control as fast as you can while you're playing left foot clave or something. Right. It's like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, I can do that, but, I mean, so what? Yeah. You know? It's like we need to make music. And so what I really want to do with this program is I want people to – understand the real reason why they play drums and if there's something that's getting in the way of making music on the drums i want to fix it you know
0: yeah i i i do and you know here's what i've seen over the last few years especially um you know and and i'm an older guy you know i am not i'm not 20 you know i i'm in my 40s and (laughs) But I mean, you know, I remember a world before there was an Internet at all. You, you know, oh man, um, what I have seen with the proliferation of social media and this is God, this is going to sound like get off my lawn, but it's not. It really isn't. But in the proliferation of social media, I think everybody has almost become contestants in the ultimate reality drumming show. I, I don't know. Absolutely. If, I don't know if I can. 100% I agree with you. 100%. You know, it's look, you know, I know there are guys out there that make a living just posting up on YouTube playthroughs, you know, play along yep. videos. And that's great. Well,
1: and I, they're, and they're making a lot of money too. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: but you know, and I'm not faulting anybody for that, but of course not. But you know, if for me, to learn how to play, uh, you know, I don't know, um, I, Hot for Teacher, Note for Note. You know, that's some great drumming that Alex Van Halen did way back in 83, 84, right? Yep. yep. It's a, it's amazing. And I could spend the time to learn that song Note for Note. Will that help me land a gig? Probably yep. not.
1: Yep. I, I think that the... the you know, and and thank you for what you said about the 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 um in the social media thing and all that stuff. It's gotten to a point now for me that a lot of times I just can't even get on and look because it just I can feel my my blood pressure starting to rise. It's like in the old days, and you know, of course I can say that because I'm you know over half a century, you know, but you know, like back in the days when we would have to lift stuff from a record or lift something from a cassette tape that if you kept playing it over and over again, had the chance of breaking, and God forbid if that was, you know, something that you got from someone's live gig and you were trying to transcribe what they were doing and then the tape broke and then you were, you know, up the creek until the next time you saw that person. But we, the the process was, um, it wasn't uh, as accessible as it is right now, so you, you had to do, some extra stuff we didn't have the amazing slowdown and all that kind of stuff you know so i mean there are some unbelievably wonderful tools right now but even with the tools a lot of people are still looking for the the quick fix you know yeah and um and there is no quick fix to this stuff and when you're talking about like you know learning, learning you know, that, that transcription or any other amazing note for note, I think the real benefit is in the process. You learn the process. And then from the process and understanding why we do what we do when we're learning how to play the drums, you can transcribe anything that you want because you've got a good base, you know, and that's where the basic training uh, concept comes from is making sure that you're just solid and you understand what it is that we need to do. And then when a, when a player gets to a certain level where they are ready to get into some some uh, styles of music that may require a little more technically or a little more musically, well, that's fantastic, you know, and that that should come organically instead of you know, the first thing you listen to is, you know, whoever, you know, the the most technically advanced drummer on the planet, then you listen to that and then you get out of your basement it's like, okay, I'm going to learn the black page today. It's like, okay, nope, no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, I do. it's like, I, I think that, and then when you, when you understand the process and actually embrace it, then everything that you do on the drums becomes so much more enjoyable because it's not like man, I can't do this, man, I can't do that. Why can't I do this with that limb or that limb? It's like, you know, like the, I, I believe that a great teacher is someone who can teach someone to teach themselves. And when you can, you know, when you learn the process of being able to sort of dissect and, and to sort of filter through to figure things out, you need to have a base to be able to have the ability to do that. And, and that's what I, I really want to help people with.
0: Well, in the way that you've positioned this, I, I think makes a whole lot of sense. And, and you know, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but, you know, basic training is what you're calling, you know, your, your approach to teaching drums. But basic is is essentially an acronym. And, and the way you've got it broken down, you know, basic balance, alignment, substitution, interdependence and control. Those are, yep. as you said, those are all the pillars of putting together the ability to play our chosen instrument. That's that's what those things are. Those are the, the the bedrocks of learning how to drum, right?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: You know, so, I mean, I just, it makes a whole lot of sense to me. And, you know, obviously you have a real passion for teaching. And, you know, for me... As a lifelong student of this instrument, I've had lessons from a lot of great players over the years. You know, I've never had any real formal training, but as I've gotten older, you know, I I will go take a lesson from somebody. Right. Uh, Because because that's cool and get to pick someone's brain for a half hour, an hour, whatever. Hey, watch me do this. What can I do differently? How can I approach this differently? And so many teachers just don't have a passion for teaching. They just, you know, let me show you how to do this. And they go through it and they say, do it that way and it'll sound better. Yep. You obviously have a passion for teaching. And I think that comes through to the end user. Uh, I hope that makes sense.
1: Oh, my God, it makes 100 percent. And, and I've, I've been very lucky because I've had very good teachers who, are, um, who take teaching very seriously, you know. And a great teacher is someone who can – you have to work with what you have. And when I say what you have, I'm talking about the student, whoever the student is. So when you have sort of like a prefab way of teaching, do it this way, do it that way, that absolutely does not work for everyone. So if you um, are in tune with process, this is when people become great teachers because process means that you have, you know, 25 different ways to change this one particular tire, you know, because it's not always going to work with this one particular wrench or this one drill bit, you know? Yeah. And, and so you have, to, you have to have a whole bunch of different ways of doing things. And if you think about it, Think about everyone who plays the drum. Everyone is a, has a different body size. They have different sized hands. They may have physical issues that need to be um, also considered. You know, there's so many different things. You know, yeah. maybe someone doesn't understand that the most important part of your drum set is your throne. They don't even think about that. They're sitting like on. You know, they're not even sitting where they should be sitting, so their body is positioned correctly. Do they think about posture? Are they thinking about breathing? Do they take care of themselves? You know, it's like all, all of this stuff is directly related to how, you know, how we're going to be able to perform on whatever level it is, whether it's professional or it's just to go out and play on the weekend with your friends. And, and once we can get past a couple of these things and, and get everything working, you know, sort of like on the same grid, if you will, and, and get it, you know, getting people to understand the actual process of how we should practice and how we should listen and how we should do all that stuff, then things start to happen, yeah. you know? And I know it because I've, I've been, this system, I've been working on this system for years and years, not only with my students, but with myself, you know? Yeah. And so this has been, a, been going on for a long time. It's not something that I just came up with, but, you know, I've, I've you know, when I use the word basic, those pillars actually, you know, fit fit perfectly into, you know, the, uh, the title that we're using now, but they make sense because these are things that we, we absolutely have to have command of if we're going to play the instrument.
0: I I totally agree. And, you know, I know that you're not real. Um, uh, how shall I phrase this? I know you don't like to, uh, blow your own horn. <laughs> you know, we, we've That's been, for sure. <laughs> we've been friends for a while. Um, you know, y- not only did you were you the principal percussionist with the with the US Naval Academy band and the Navy big band and all those things but you know you, you studied for a long time at the University of North Texas and you know um, you've got all the, the, the bona fides of, of a pure badass drummer. So, I mean, it's not like you just, uh, you know, how, how shall I say, just whip this out of thin air. Oh, I'm going to be an instructor. You've been doing this for a long time. So that's why I was excited when you said, Hey, you know, I'm finally ready to, to kind of put this out into the world. And I said, well, you know, let's get on the drum shuffle and talk about it. I think it's really, it's really cool. And, and the fact that it's, personalized, you know, so many of the online, you know, curriculums are, hey, you're going to pay me a fee every month. And here's, you know, a library of 200 videos that that works for some people, you know, certainly. Otherwise, they wouldn't be successful. But absolutely. For a guy like me, I don't need to just watch 200 videos and apply what's in that video to my playing. I need somebody, I need active feedback and critique, and that's exactly what basic training is providing to your students. There is that continual feedback loop. Talk to us a little bit about that process.
1: I I think, I, I really believe, you know, that when, even in a virtual world, the most important part of a teacher-student relationship is communication. So you really need to be in touch with what it is that your students are looking to do, even if it's something that maybe they shouldn't be doing. But you, you need to know because um, I, I just, you know, one shoe does not fit all, you know, or one size does not fit all. And, and I think that the most important thing that we can do As educators is we need to be as in tuned with you as you are in in tune to you know if it's the instructor or if it's like you said before you know someone who's you know extremely well known that you know you just need to tell everybody that you took a lesson with this person even if you know you know taking a lesson one time with someone you know may not work for everyone and and it may work for somebody maybe it'll change someone's life who knows but I, I would say by and large People need instruction that is very, very relevant to what you are dealing with. And um, I, I believe that, you know, that's what I, I hope will will sort of, you know, set apart what it is that, that we're trying to do here, because I'm I'm much more concerned about that, you know? And if we can inspire some people and we can get people, you know, moving in the direction that maybe they were having some trouble with that potentially through some of the exercises they may have tried, you know, on the internet without, um, you know, sort of a, 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 a very, um, like a very uh, carefully constructed feedback system to where it's like, well, hold on, hold on. You know, maybe the reason that you're having an issue with this is because of this. And it may be something that's very simple to fix, but as you know, as drummers, when we get into, a certain groove of the way that we do things sometimes our ears sort of close off to things that could potentially be wrong because we're not focusing on the right things this is where instruction good instruction is worth its weight in gold because we might be able to fix something in five minutes that you've been struggling with for years
0: yeah that's a great point and You know, I think the other cool thing about your approach to this program is for for all those students out there that have had their live in-person lessons canceled, essentially, because of, you know, shutdowns and uh, social distancing and all those things. I think it's a way for some of those students that can't get that in-person instruction they can plug into your system while we're all locked in our homes, you know, until things clear up and they don't really have a whole lot to lose. You you know what I mean? I I think, you know, they can still get almost in-person instruction with you. And, and, you know, I I encourage folks to do it. Um, Are you is this program going to be based on a like a monthly subscription sort of thing what are your pricing points or have you even come up with that yet
1: well well what what i would like to do initially is and and, and of course like anything else it's it's certainly i'm certainly subject to change and, and open to different ways of doing things but what i what i would like to try initially is if if someone is interested in doing this the very first thing that we're going to do is we're going to have an initial consultation To where I can listen to this person play, I can find out what it is that their interests are, what it is that they're looking to do. And then from that point forward, we would set up a month of lessons. And then throughout the month of lessons, we can decide if what it is that I've prescribed is taking us in the right direction, and if it's not, how can we change it? And then from that point forward, after, you know, a good four solid weeks of you know, putting things in motion and and knowing that, you know, um, both sides of the party, you know, you're going to put the work in, you're going to do what it is that we need to do. Then at the end of the four lessons, we reevaluate and we decide how it is that we need to move forward. Or if the student decides that this isn't for them, then, you know, we part ways. and. Uh, I, which hopefully we, we won't do that, but you know, I'm, I'm a, a very realistic person and I know that some people, you know, if you want to be good at something, you have to put in the time, you know, and, and I, I'm absolutely not going to sugarcoat that because it's not my style, you know, but it's like, you know, you put in the time and I'm not saying you have to practice six hours a day, but you need to, you need to work in a very consistent fashion and, you know, based on what it is that we decide to do then we do it that way. And and as far as the pricing, I, I don't have an exact number right now and, and I probably will very soon. But um, everything I'm I'm not I'm not looking to make a million dollars. I'm looking to help people so I, I can assure all of the listeners that everything is going to be very fair and reasonable and um, you know at the end of the day I wanna I wanna help people and, and I want people to be more comfortable behind the drums.
0: Sure. Well, and, you know, I think one of the cool things about this, um, you know, you were very generous and said, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's get some of the drum shuffle shuffle listeners. You know, you said, let's give somebody the opportunity to take some lessons with me. And, I, you know, I thought that was very generous of you. So, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure how to give that away per se. But so so let's do this. Pick a number between one and 10, Joe.
1: Okay, I'm going to I'm just going to cut it in half and I'm going to say five.
0: Okay, so let's do this. Once the episode publishes, the fifth person that sends an email to the drum shuffle podcast at Gmail dot com and says, hey, I want to try out some lessons with Joe. um, We're going to get you in contact with Joe to get that process started. Does that sound fair, Joe? That sounds fantastic.
1: And, and also letting everybody else know all the other listeners, if you've been involved with this and you've uh, taken the time to, to listen to me, uh, uh, blow all of this hot air around the room. Um, I, I will, I, I promise you that we, um, we will consider a discount for anybody who is, um, listening in today and who's, uh, maybe you might be on the fence about whether or not you feel like you should do it. I, I urge you to reach out to me and let's, um, Let's chat, and and I, I will work with all of you.
0: Okay, fantastic. We we certainly appreciate that. Now, um, here's I, I guess th- this is just my curiosity, and you may not have an answer to this question. I don't know, but how are you going to? Um, I I'm trying to formulate my question here, and, and sometimes my brain doesn't work as fast as my mouth, but. After somebody has, you know, done a month or two of lessons with you, do you have set goalposts? I guess the question is, after you've evaluated somebody for a few lessons, at what point do you as the instructor say, "Okay, we're ready to move on to the next phase of your training? Or are you encompassing all of these pillars all along? Or does it just Uh depend on the student?
1: Yes. Well, I, I, the answer is yes to all, all of your statements. Okay. I think that, you know, one of the things that a lot of people, and, and I've struggled with this my, my whole life and my whole career, when, when we learn, depending on, uh, in what setting that you're learning, we, again, because of the temptation of our instrument, we, we, uh, most of us become very guilty of, of trying to work on 50,000 different things at once. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to learn every style of drumming by every drummer, you know, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and this and this. My, my final process, uh, behind answering your question is when people try and skip steps, when they learn, we always have to go back. So when you look about trying to move forward, you know, and having, you know, positive forward momentum to where you don't have to stop, reverse, go back, reverse, go back. And, and you, it's almost sort of like a dog that's chasing its own tail. And so I would say that based on if, we were, if I'm just going to hypothetically talk about a student that I've analyzed what they've done and I've asked them to do X, Y, and Z, I would say hypothetically there would be a very clear understanding that these goals need to be met before we can go on to these other things. Because when we try and do some of the, the, the more physically demanding things, they're not going to sound good because like even getting back to what I said before, you know, uh, this whole thing about people dealing with their feet and their hands and making sure that, you know, all, all you know, however, again, however many limbs you have are, are living comfortably with one another, you know? And until that's addressed and fixed, then we're going to continually run into balance issues. We're going to run into sound issues. We're going to, it's like, it's a, um, it's like a car that's not running where it needs to be running, you know? So I, if you, if people are interested in doing this with me, um, we are not in a hurry. Okay, And I'm not going to guarantee that you can play single strokes at 4 million miles an hour in two weeks because that's a bunch <laughs> of, you know what, even though I see that almost every day on the internet, that's a bunch of baloney. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, what I'm going to do is I, the one thing I will guarantee is you are going to become a better drummer, but we are not in a hurry and we're going to do it correctly once. So then we don't need to keep backing up. And then at the very least, We are going to, uh, we're we're going to, you know, solidify these five pieces of of basic so you can at least get a really great sound on the drums and feel confident about the way you play.
0: I think that's a a brilliant approach. Um, One last thing that I want you to touch on, because this is near and dear to my heart. You know, I, I never had any formal training. You know, I picked up my first pair of sticks at, you know, 12 years old, I think. And I never took a serious lesson from anybody until I was in my mid-20s. Okay, so I had all these years of being self-taught and, and you know, just learning very basic things well enough to play in bands, right? Right. Yep. But by the time I started actually focusing on anything that that any serious musician would clarify as technique,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I had a lot <laughs> right I had a lot of bad technique and a lot of really, really bad, nasty habits. And it was as you said, I almost had to go back to basics of Son, that is not how you hit a snare drum. That is not how you hit a crash cymbal. You you know what I mean? Sure. I had really good instructors that said, in my opinion, you've been doing this wrong now for almost 15 years, you know, so I had to relearn a lot of that stuff, you know, to have some proper technique to become better. If I was going to improve, I had to, to have better technique. So... What is your approach to, you know, the, as the proverb says, teaching old dogs new tricks? How do you how do you unlearn the bad stuff? Because, you know, somebody like me that would want to come in and take your course, you know, going back a few years, I might be really intimidated to learn from someone of your caliber because I do have all those bad habits and a lack of good technique can you put yep. some of those fears to rest?
1: Absolutely. Well, here, here's the first thing, and I, and I've actually uh, I've run into this quite a bit, which which surprises me quite a bit about the whole int- intimidation process. Um, here, here's here's I'd like to p- extinguish that one first. I I um, am uh, openly proclaiming my joy and love for teaching, and the very last thing that I have any interest in doing is, you know, squashing someone's dreams or telling them how bad they are. Um, I have... That's not even, you know, has, has nothing to do with, with the way that I approach teaching. And I think that the only time, you know, when people become intimidated to study with someone, it ends up actually not being an issue about drumming. It might actually be an, an, an issue with that individual, you know? Like, they're afraid... To come forward because they feel that they have this or this. So th- this is, this is my take on the, uh, w- the way that you had explained it with, with people that potentially might have taught themselves up to that point. First of all, for the people that have taught themselves, congratulations because it's not an easy thing to do. So even though you, you may have decided a little later in life that you ran into some things that may be considered bad habits you were still making some music with other people so congratulations because that's really freaking important okay so that's cool the other thing is if people have a bad habit the absolute most important thing to understand is why is it bad and do they understand why it is bad you know, so for instance, you know, if someone is like you said is playing a snare drum in a certain way, with, where they're not getting a great sound, or maybe they're using a stroke that could be conducive to to causing injury. Okay, we we there always has to be um, a reason and and hopefully a solution as to how we can do it better instead of just saying to someone that is wrong. What do you mean that's wrong? One of my teachers used to say. They were, they, they, he would, anytime you would ask a question about, could I do it this way? The answer was always yes. With with, you know, with the caveat that, you know, are you producing a good sound? Is it a good musical decision? Is it making the band sound better? Just like what you said earlier about listening to tracks of drummers when you don't hear the band, and then all of a sudden they don't sound as good. There's always musical reasons for everything, whether they're good or bad. So I think that someone who's—and I, I get tons of students that have either been self-taught or they've been taught by someone else who had a different philosophy than me, and then, you know, they had come to me for a certain thing, and then maybe we had that, you know, uh, sort of uh, changed direction, if you will. But I think the most important thing for anybody when they're considering— going to study with someone who is genuinely concerned about helping people is to understand why it is that you're doing, and you have to approach this with an open mind. It's not like you're going to go take a lesson so someone can tell you, man, this is the way I do this, and, you know, I play it on all these records. That has nothing to do with anything, you know? So if someone has been in the business for a while and they have been successful through playing and teaching and they want to help you, That should actually be a positive thing, not an intimidation factor, and and certainly not in my case, you know, because, I mean, all I want to do is help people. But I think that, you know, for people that have been doing something a certain way for a long time and they're not happy with what it is or they're feeling like they can't move forward, step number one is to address why. And then when we put the plan forward, you're not just telling someone to do something just because you think they should do it. It's because we're trying to make the music sound better. Yeah. Does that
0: does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, in yeah. in, in my case, you know, uh, again, I can only relate things to myself, but in my case, you know, I don't know that I had ever hit a snare drum in my first 15 years of playing that wasn't a rim shot, you know? Yep. And, yep, one, <laughs> yep. and I get it. I get it. One of the guys that, that, you know, I, I, I asked for some help. He said, look, man, he was like, this is like every sentence that you write ends in a, in an exclamation point, right?" which is fine if that's what you're trying to get across. He was like, but you're hitting rim shots on ballads for Christ's sake. you know,
1: people are crying for the wrong reasons.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, and that was kind of his point. He was like, you got to think this through, you know, if, if you're trying to convey, uh, you know, a certain emotion and all you've got is one speed and one, you know, force, you know, if you're starting out on a 10, you can't get to a 17, right? You're, you're, you're stuck at 10. And so, I struggled with dynamics, you know, yep. and,
1: and it's huge. It's, it's, huge.
0: it's probably the most important thing. And we jokingly say on this show all the time, all the time, the great drummers, the great drummers will tell you, it's not about the notes you play most of the time. It's about the notes you don't play.
1: Amen. Brother.
0: You know, <laughs> so, I, you, you know, I- so I, I just want to encourage everybody. You know, uh, Joe has been uh, just such a great instructor for so many years, and you know, I, I think you are a national treasure to us. You know, just your your playing and and your experience, I, and you're such a great guy. I want folks to try this out. You know, I, I'm not trying to give my listeners a hard sell. I'm just saying if you want to try out some lessons. With a great instructor, this is a wonderful opportunity to kind of get in on the ground floor on, on on Joe's basic training program. And again, you know, he has so kindly said, "Hey, let's give away some lessons to one of your listeners." And uh, we we're going with the fifth one of you to send me an email after publication. We're going to get you hooked up with Joe for some free lessons from Joe. And he has very kindly said, "Hey, I'll give a discount to all the drum shuffle listeners. You know, for anybody that wants to try out basic training." So um, we're going to send some folks your way. I'm I'm certain of that, Joe. Um, you know, and as we always do, uh, you know, here on the show, we we always ask for a good piece of advice. I think the whole episode has been a great piece of advice. But if somebody's on the fence about whether or not They need more formalized training. I'll pose the question to you this way. What does anybody really have to lose giving your system a shot?
1: They have absolutely nothing to lose. And I, I, you know, I I say this and, you know, and and hopefully people can sort of process this for a second. Um, When when you think about, and, and I'll just talk about myself specifically, but I think it can relate to anything. When we think about music, and we think about wanting to become a better player, a better musician, a better listener, better anything, don't think of it as educational at all, you know? Because if you really think about, if you go all the way back to when you first wanted to play music, even if it wasn't the drums, you just, you were drawn to music. This is the stuff that we need to be thinking about. We get so caught up in all this technical baloney about you know what it is that we need to do. Yeah, I understand all of that stuff, but this can be that can end up being a very sort of crippling part of of our our musical journey. And so what we need to think about every day. First of all, if you want to play the drums, I have one thing to say. Learn how to bounce a ball. If you want to study with me, pick up a tennis ball and start bouncing the ball. That's going to be the first thing, okay? So there's the there's one free lesson. The other thing is You have to remember that music, playing music on any level, is an absolute privilege. I don't care if you're playing in your basement or you're playing on a local level, national, international. It doesn't matter. If we can go and make music, that is one of the great privileges of all time. And music, the greatest healer and the, the greatest thing of all time. So studying music is don't think of it as studying think of it as a journey and a process to to really enjoy one, one of the greatest things in the world you know and and if you can try and do that and it's not easy i can't do it every day but i'm trying i try we are lucky to be able to play music so if we can play music in a way that we can say what we want to say on our instrument and I'm talking about each one of you and me and every all of us Jamie everybody collectively behind our instruments you're able to speak in the language that you want to speak in then we're successful and then we can consider our our journey a, a success and and not edu- you know not always sort of tying it into being an educational experience because you know music is is just a beautiful organic thing
0: Man, Amen, Joe, Amen, and you know, as crazy as things are in this world right now, um, I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a minute. It's it's my show, right? So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, you know, for many years, the sales of musical instruments had gone down. They had decreased year over year for probably the last ten years. I'm going to say. Um, And that's anecdotal. I I don't have hard and fast numbers, but I have Mm -hmm. so many friends, you know, in the industry um, who, who will say, you know, nobody wants to learn to play an instrument anymore with covid as horrible as that is with all of us being locked in our homes for six, seven months, as horrible as that is. And as horrible as it is for all the working musicians to be unable to work right now, nobody can go on tour, nobody can do shows. One thing that I have tremendous hope about is if you go to, you know, any of the big online musical instrument retailers, Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, any of those places, they will tell you they are having a record sales year in 2020, Many people have decided to take up an instrument while they're locked at home, unable to go out and tour, unable to do anything. There are so many people that are learning an instrument now. And the next guy or girl that reaches out to you, Joe, and says, hey, I want to take lessons could be the next, you know, Benny Greb, Peter Erskine, Thomas Lang. We just don't know. But that that person is out there and more of us are learning how to play an instrument now than in the last decade. And that gives yep. me no, you're right. you're great right. hope.
1: You're so right. Yes. And, and, and thank you for saying that. I had, uh, what was it Thursday? I had a, um, a 75 year old woman come to start taking lessons with me who is a, a retired pilot of all things. And she just said, she just called me up. She's a very direct woman. And, um, and, and she said, uh, you know, I want to learn how to play the drums. You know, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And, man, she came in, and even after the first lesson, you know, she's, uh, she's making things happen, you know. So I encourage everybody, there is no reason that you can't begin the process of, you know, going to use the word study. And if you think about it, and I'll close with this, and I promise I'll stop. If you think about if you do any research at all, about what music does for the brain and for the mind and the soul and your your emotions and everything just do a little research and see how much of your brain fires when you're playing music it is an incredible study and if you think about it you know we need to have a little bit of discipline to be able to play a musical instrument. And, and a little bit of discipline is never gonna hurt anybody, you know? Yeah. Might be a little bit of a pain in the neck from time to time, but I'm telling you, man, you get into a routine. There's a few other things that we do every day as a routine, which I might not mention. Um, I will mention eating, because of course we have to eat every day. And so what I say to my students, it's very simple. I, I say you only need to practice on the days that you eat. Yeah, (laughs) And then I'll leave it with that. So, you know what I mean? So we get into a routine, we we fix you up in the way that you need to be, and then we we get you on your way so you can do something that that is, you know, like I said earlier, it's the greatest thing in the world, you know, and and I wish the best for everybody. I want everybody to play the drums, you know?
0: Absolutely. Well, Joe, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Thanks so much for your generosity towards the listeners here at the drum shuffle. Um, You know,
1: and thank you for your amazing show, man. You're doing an amazing thing. And and I'm so proud of you and and happy that you're, you're doing what you're doing. It's such a, such a a, a wonderful thing for the drumming community and for the music, the musicians community.
0: Well, I I certainly appreciate that. And you know, I mean, I I think it's, it's amazing to me and I'm just so full of, you know, gratitude that people listen, you know, when I started this thing, I, you know, it was just, you know, like one of our phone calls, I just decided I was going to start having, you know, what I call drummer hangs with people I knew I would record it and release it as a podcast, you know, something fun and, and interesting. And, yeah. you know, it has just grown into its own thing. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm thankful to be able to do this. And the way I view myself is certainly not as a journalist or a content creator or anything like that. I view myself as a moderator of really cool conversations with drummers. That's it, you know?
1: And, and, it's, and it's so important because if you think about it, you know, we spend so much time analyzing and listening and watching other musicians But I think there's so, so much to be gained by just having a conversation. Just talk, you know, just talking with people. I have a couple of my students, adult students, that sometimes for their lessons, all they want to do is just ask some questions. And they don't even want to play. They just want to, how do you do this? Or what do you think about this? Or, you know, ways of, you know, learning how to listen, which is a whole other subject, you know? It's like, so, you know, let's, let's not forget, I mean, I know with our, texting and our Instagram and all this other stuff. It's really kind of cool to just talk to somebody every once in a while, you know, yeah. you can get a whole bunch out of that.
0: For sure, man. I, I mean, I would yeah. much rather learn what makes Joe McCarthy tick as a human being. And how does that translate to his drumming than to say, Hey man, what did you play in measure 86 on track 12? What what was yep. that? You, you know, I mean,
1: you, you are, you are so Right, and you know what the beautiful thing about that is? As soon as you figure that out about someone that you respect, the very first thing you need to do is to try it on yourself. And as soon as you try it on yourself, then we're one step closer to figuring out what it is that you need to do. Because everybody's always trying to figure out what all these other burning MFs are doing on the instrument, but why don't we turn that around for you? Yeah, You know? Because that's relevance right there. I and mean, then that's how we can grow Yeah. because, you know, we all put our shorts on the same way. Sorry. So, you know what I mean?
0: I do. So. I know exactly what you mean. And, and, you yeah. know, as much as I would love to be able to play like Marco Miniman, all that's going to do is frustrate me as a human being. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I just,
1: well, but you know what though, if, if there was something that you were able to figure out through proper training, that really inspired you about his playing and we were able to get to, to sort of put a piece of that into what you do, man, that would make you feel, that would make you feel amazing. And then through a little more process, then maybe there were a couple more things that we could show you that he does because you have to be able to absorb stuff before you're going to be able to put it into your own playing. You, you have to, it's an, that's the only way that we can grow. And when people understand The benefits of process, process, that's the biggie. Then all of a sudden stuff starts making more sense. And then you realize Rome wasn't built in a day. Marco didn't learn how to play the way he played. He's probably practicing right now. You know what I mean? It's like we all, you all, this is a journey. There's no, you don't get a certificate that says you've arrived, even though some people probably have them, but, um, it doesn't exist, man. It doesn't exist. That's
0: very true. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, we, we look forward to engaging some of our crowd with, with you through the basic training. Um, you know, keep us posted, man, as always come back anytime. Tell us what you've got going on. But, um, you know, we're going to send some folks your way. And I I just, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much.
1: Me too, man. I love to you and your family and and everybody, you know, stay well. And and I hope to hear from some of you and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move forward.
0: Awesome. We'll talk to you real soon, Joe. Okay. All right, guys and girls, that's going to wrap up episode 116, 116 of the Drum Shuffle Podcast. As always, hit the thumbs up, give us a star rating, a review, subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen in. Uh, we certainly appreciate it more than you will ever know. Uh, I will be looking forward to getting your emails at the Drum Shuffle Podcast at gmail.com. One of you is going to get some lessons uh, and some basic training from Joe McCarthy. So I'll be looking forward to those this afternoon. Uh, As always, please share a link with a friend. It helps us more than you will ever know. That, That is just so tremendously helpful. It only takes you a second and it makes a world of difference for our small independent show coming to you from Central Kentucky. Next week, I'm going to be joined by the great Blair Senta. You guys will know Blair's work uh, with Alanis Morissette. Uh, he's just worked with so many different folks, and he is just a, an amazing recording drummer. He's got a great studio. Uh, he's also a great educator. So we're going to be joined by Blair next week. The week after that, I'm going to be talking to the legendary journalist, Robin Flans, about her new Jeff Picoro book, Um, that's a great interview that you're going to want to hear two weeks from now. Uh, Our web address is thedrumshuffle.com. You can find more information on me over at jamieeds.com. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. We can't do it without you. So until next time, may your heads stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers.